When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to this week's episode of the Baseball Together podcast. We're going to talk about lockout updates, baseball in other places, and pitchers we love under 25 right now. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome back, baseball family, to another episode of the Baseball Together podcast. My name is Brig. I still got a rally cap on, and so does Brad. He's over here, uh, that way. Yeah, he's got his rally cap on. Welcome, Brad. Thanks, Brig. Thanks. I got my stingray going on again still this week. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, I was really hoping not to have to, but here we are, nonetheless. Here we are, and here we go. We have got to talk about this lockout business and we'll get into some of the rather uh notable labels for that in a minute but first mlb players association submitted another proposal counter proposal i guess feels like we're starting from zero but some people don't think that's that case (laughs) it really does it does after everything last week yeah like uh, you know, I, we talked on on Tuesday, Monday, whatever day it was we recorded last week, where we we're like, yeah, it's like really close, right? And we felt like we we're gonna have to have like an update. We we're gonna have to re-record the episode at the end of the day, yeah. but then it all fell apart, and then everything just hit the fan. And then I read an article that said that it never was that close, never at all. And it yeah. was actually more of a propaganda machine thing from the owners' group and the league itself to make it seem like they were closer to a deal than they were when the players themselves, the players reps and their representatives said that, uh, no, no, that's a bunch of hollabaloo. It was never close. Yeah. Bunch of hogwash. Whoa. Rut row. So the players association says that the 45 day notice to change any rules, which I think is pretty reasonable. Um, well, so, I mean, so this is what this is one of the things they put in there was the forty-five day notice because currently it's a year, which I think makes the most sense, right? Yeah, personally, or yeah, if not one whole year, then certainly before the beginning of the next regular season. Right. Yeah. So they're like, you know what? We'll go go down to forty-five days when the owners only asked for four months. Yep. Pretty generous, I feel like. It is super generous. And again, I think it's egregious. Why would you start something mid-season? There should be a caveat in there that says we can rule change anytime we want between the seasons. Mm-hmm. But there is no rule changing mid-season. Yeah, absolutely. Like, as where's long, that? As long as there are games going on, you can't change a rule. Like, as long as there are, are regular season games going on, you can't change a rule. Because I could see them even in spring training being like, you know, we need to adjust this a little bit. Yep. Uh, just tweak it and it being fine but yeah no as long as there are regular season games going you can't you can't change your rules so that's really generous i feel like of the players to be like yeah we'll do 45 days but cap it at three rules a year yeah yeah it needs to be capped at three rules a year which is what they're saying in -hmm. their proposal uh the pitch clock will be 14 seconds if there are no runners on 
19 seconds with runners on. Um, that doesn't bother me. Does that bother you at all? No, and you know what? I thought it would, but I've seen it a couple times, like at minor league games, college. I think mm-hmm. they had it in college games or something. I don't remember. But uh, is it a game? Yeah, yeah. I've seen it a couple times, and I didn't even notice it. Honestly, yep, exactly. So it doesn't bother me. I don't, what do I no. care? And they can squabble over ten seconds or twenty seconds, whatever. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Um, and I think what we're gonna do is we're gonna look back and like the mound visit thing, where some people were irate over it. Mm-hmm. I'm pointing at myself here. Um, me too. We're gonna find out that it's not a big deal. Like it doesn't even happen. Yeah. Yeah. It isn't even noticeable. Um, the other thing that has been determined is that they're gonna make the bags bigger. At least it's it's yeah. one of the batted around that they're gonna make the bases larger, which for Jose Altuve is a wonderful thing. <laughs> it is. And you know it's funny. We talked about this a couple of years ago. Do you remember? I mean, it was a while ago that we talked yeah. about this item in particular. Um, that it's going to be a little bit of an extra incentive for guys to get moving. And I think it's good. I like it because it's not, it's not enormous. You won't be able to tell from the stands. Nah, but the players will notice the difference. I feel like, right. And that'll be enough. So yeah, I I agree. That'll be a good one. I'm not, like I said, the purist in me is a little upset. Um, but I'll bet the practical side of me is going to just not even notice again. Not, you know, I don't think I'll ever love or hate it. You know what though? Like you talk about the purist, I I think that the bags have changed more over the years than we realize. You're probably honestly. right. Actually, we should do some research on that. We should, yeah, we should look into that and have an answer for that later. Yeah, um, a good idea. But they also um, said that they're willing to negotiate stricter penalties for teams that go over the uh, the competitive balance tax threshold. Yeah, um, things like losing uh, losing out on draft picks, things like that, which yeah. is really interesting because the players like the players want teams to go over because it's technically like i said quote unquote not a salary cap but in reality right. let's be real it is let's you know, not so, be real brad nobody wants to be real right now can you we're, tell we're gonna be real brig but <laughs> we can be real <laughs> we don't want to be real i'm real but <laughs> so <laughs> so the but the players have complained in the last couple of years about teams not wanting to go over the the tax, right? But that's now right. the players are willing to be like, okay, you can have harsher punishments if that's just, if that's what you want. And yeah. some of them, you know, being that they proposed were losing a draft pick, which is pretty significant, right. I feel like. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah, especially if you're Pittsburgh. That's so, where you make all your money. Exactly right. Exactly. Right. Okay. Let's move on. They are Still open to the 14-team playoff situation. Uh, mm-hmm. But they want that in exchange for cash and a player to be named later. <laughs> and a bucket of balls. Don't forget that. What's that? Oh, and, a, and a bucket of balls as well. Oh, yeah, Don't forget of course. That. I have a bucket of balls but... as long as it's been kept in the humidifier all season long. Um, what? So, yeah, we don't know how the postseason is going to – uh, play out <laughs> how they're going to establish it or whatever. But again, that could be one of the things that is changed mid season. If there's a, if that 45 day rule change order is in place that, that they could say on a whim, like, Hey, we don't think, you know, we're, we're in August beginning of August and we can see how the brackets are starting to line up. Let's go ahead and make it a 14 instead of a 12, uh, team playoff situation this year and it's like what why would you you can't know that'd be that would be insane 
They're just like, like suddenly we're gonna add two new teams. Uh-uh. Well, it's like it's like if the if the Yankees or the Red Sox or the Dodgers are on the outside looking in, like are they gonna make the change? Yes, because they're large market teams and it'll bring revenue. That's exactly why they would do it, Brad. They won't do it if Pittsburgh is like, you know, maybe an additional wild card team. They wouldn't do that. Huh. It's it's nuts. This, this that feels really wonky to crazy. me. I wonder if it is an off season thing because currently, like we said, with with the year thing, they've banned the yeah. shift. Officially, they've banned the shift. The, the shift, but is, it doesn't as take as far as we're aware. Right, but it doesn't. It's not going to take effect until twenty twenty three. Right. So that's a whole year from now. Right. And so, and I I feel like you know honestly I feel like uh, it's one of those things where the owners came in and they said, we we're willing to ban the shift and Joey Gallo was in the room. Perfect. That's all we need. Let's go. Like, well, well, Joey, we've only been in here for like 15 minutes. It's like, I know that's all we need today. Let's call it a day. Let's go while we're ahead. This is fine. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. agree on something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but we had more and we brought croissants. <laughs> like, I don't care. You know, <laughs> You know, that's what that those are the reliable things that come out of the major league baseball's spokesperson's mouth. Rob Manfred, and he gets <laughs> says we but we brought snacks. Maybe we he did I wonder them. if does he cut up the oranges and bring them in the baggie to the negotiations? I don't know. It's getting warmer, so we gotta maybe we gotta get that vitamin C <laughs> anyway. So <laughs> oh man, I'm so angry. Okay. The <laughs> Um, but but yeah, so what if so I got to go back to the 45 day thing? Let's just say that we're getting this right. Let's just say that that's what they're actually proposing. And let's just say that in June or July, they're like, you know what? You can shift, <laughs> actually. <laughs> and then before the playoffs, they're like, you know what? It's been 45 days. We're nah, nah, just oh man, don't shift anymore for the playoffs. Oh, even Literally Joe Madden couldn't keep rules. up with that. Literally changing the rules in the middle of the game, Brig. Yeah, right? How is That's this a good idea? Every That's four-year-old learns that it's bad. Every one of them. Yeah. Okay, let's yeah, move on. That's that's scary. Okay, uh, so the next thing that we, we talked about this the other day is uh, proposing an international draft because currently, as it goes, um, international players can sign with a team at any point as long as they have the money to pay them. Everybody has a certain amount of international money that they can work with. Uh, and you know, and they can trade. Like I remember a couple of years ago, around the trade deadline, every trade that Jerry Depoto made was for international slot money. It was before Otani came into the league. Mm. He was like, "Okay, we're gonna, we want to pay him as much as we can." So that's something. That's the way it goes now. But the international draft would level the playing field, right? Because like Otani oh, wanted okay. to go to Seattle. The the Angels, and then I think there's one more West Coast team, maybe the Giants. I don't remember, but I know he wanted to stick to the West Coast. Yeah, for sure. And and so what this would do is like, Otani could be a freaking pirate, for sure, right? Like, I know we're picking on Pittsburgh today, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, or he, he could, could be have already Cincinnati. been traded. He could he could have been traded already to the Dodgers or the Yankees. Like he could be somewhere else completely different if there was a draft. Yeah. So it, it makes sense. I understand it, but at the same time, I don't, I don't know, man. 
So one of the know, stipulations because... on this was that they would give a, a more broad dispersion of funds to these players, that they would not only increase the amount of money that was going to the players drafted by a couple hundred thousand dollars each uh, across the board, right? But that it would also give more and more kids opportunities to sign and you, there would be an age limit. So right now they're doing handshake deals down in South America at like in the Caribbean. Know, yeah. At like 12 and 15 years old. So between 12 mm-hmm. and 15 years old and it's crazy. And these kids are not shopping around and looking at other markets and other teams and they're not being competitive in their negotiations and their searches because they have a team already at the big leagues that's like bro we want you and that kid sells his soul a little bit yeah. who wouldn't i would absolutely oh for sure if i was 15 and somebody came up to me and was like hey we've got our eye on you i would have done ever like i'd have dropped everything to totally. play baseball so the idea is that it would it would level the competitive balance it would put a little more money into a little more kids' hands and families down, you know, down there, where, wherever they are. I say down there like it's Australia, but, you know, down under, <laughs> which it would include Australia, by the way. It but would, there's yeah. All kinds, there's all Australia, kinds of Japan, things. everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Taiwan. Mm-hmm. I mean, anywhere they play baseball, I guess. But, but on the other hand, didn't, didn't that article we read, didn't it say something about how there would still be like the top tier guys would be able to sign as free agents? They wouldn't have to go into the draft? They wouldn't. That's what I was saying. They wouldn't have to go into the draft. The kids can say no. And that's the point that I made to you when we were talking was, okay, so all you got to do, Scotty B and his team, they just decide like to schmooze the kid and his family into saying, nah, like yeah. just don't enter the draft and you'll be all right. And they do a slick, a slick deal with the, the trainers at the commission, the athletic commission down there, whatever. And now we're back to the same situation we have now. Exactly, and probably even worse because you got agents approaching him. I'd rather have a team approach him than an agent, honestly. I'm saying it's bad because it's, it's not all. I should say it's not all good. Yeah. I like the direction they're headed. I don't think they have a polished solution. Right, exactly, and I, I do think that if you're going to have the draft, it has to be the way in. Right. Yes. Like that has to be the way in if that's the way you're going to do it. So. so in any process, when you want to optimize a process, you compartmentalize it into bite-sized chunks so that you can understand where the single point of failure is in the event that something fails. Duh. So you limit it to a single point so that if it fails, you know where it failed. <laughs> yeah. You, you know what exactly. I mean? Like, yep. so yeah, that's perfect. You're spot on. Anyway. All right, so the Yankees president, Randy Levine, says that the CBA negotiations are, quote, embarrassing and I think that's true. They are. They are embarrassing. I would be embarrassed if I was an owner, if I was an executive, if I was a player. Bo Bichette says owners and players should apologize to fans. I think he's spot on. 100%. And the most truthful we have heard anybody be to date regarding this thing. You know, like I like Mike Trout's thing was all, all over the place about, like, I want to play. I want to play baseball. I want to get this thing done. But we've got to get it right. It's like. Fans don't really care, honestly. Nope. Whether you get it, it right. All it, fans it care about good. is the product on the field. It's, it was almost like, yes, I get it. I get it. But on the other hand, I got to worry about me. Yeah. And, the, know, like and I'm going to couch it in taking care of the guys in the future. And I, I feel like it was the party line that guys back in the like the 60s and the 70s and the 80s 
when this was all really happening a lot um, mm-hmm. I, in the, the documentary fastball, it, goose Gossage is quoted as, as talking, you know, talking about this kind of stuff. And, and he says that that's his line is he says, we did it to make sure the players that came after us got taken care of. And that made sense uh-huh. back in, back in those negotiations. But I don't think I'm not buying that candy bar this time, dude. Sorry. You know what though? Like, because the NFL a few years ago when they had their lockout, I wasn't buying it at all. Of them, especially with the guys, with the guys they had talking to the camera, like like Drew Brees was like, "We've got to have health insurance." It's like, I don't care. You make forty million dollars a year. You don't necessarily need health insurance. So I I couldn't relate to that, but. I can kind of see where they're coming from. Like this is the this is the one time that I've actually like followed a lockout where I'm kind of like, yeah, I can see why they're fighting for the for the guys who don't make money and the guys in the future because yes. they're pushing so 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 hard for that pre-arb pool. Like that's and, like they are mm-hmm. stuck in the mud with that pre-arb pool, and that they is are. the one thing that they're like, no, we will not back off this issue. That and, and I can, minor league players pay. And housing and all the stuff that's come, you know, mm-hmm. leading up to this. I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with that 100%. And I think that that, that, you know, that bullet point does justice to his argument. So, yeah, you're yeah, right. It does. And I think, I think if he had specifically mentioned, um, like the, I, I don't, I don't know, like the middle and low class of Major League Baseball, rather than saying, just saying, we've got to get it right. Like that was like, mm. I don't know. He could have worded it a little bit differently, but I, I kind of see where he's coming from. But at the same time, like I'm kind of over it, honestly. Yeah, I'm over it. I'm sick of this. And I'm with Jeff Passan. <laughs> My main <laughs> man, Jeff Passan. He's. <laughs> oh, baseball family. For those of you who've been around a while, you'll get that joke. Um, and I mean a while. <laughs> that was early. Passan. That was early. Yeah. Jeff Passan. Called it a poop sandwich is what he called it. And then uh, ESPN made him apologize for it. And we support you, Jeff Passan. We do. Collectively, we, right we do support you. Jeff Passan 100% on this. Because that owner's uh, proposal that was submitted, that was supposedly, quote unquote, their best deal, yeah, uh, no. was a poop sandwich. Absolutely, 100%. Uh, it was awful. Well, and- it came out there were four owners who uh, who opposed it. It was um, the Angels, Reds, um, D-backs, D-backs, and yeah. Tigers. I All think so. those four owners opposed it, and I was like, "Yeah," because they knew it was trash. It's like, no, because they didn't want the collective the uh, competitive balance tax to go up. That's yeah. why they opposed it. That's, <laughs> oh, that's man, right. That's even worse. <laughs> yeah, it was because it wasn't good enough for them. Still, yeah. it yeah. wasn't because they knew it was unjust. <laughs> <laughs> it's that they didn't want to pay any more money because yeah. Artie Moreno's got all his money tied up in uh, Mike Trout right now and doesn't want to have to give a whole boatload of money to, to Otani in two years. That Not was yet. the issue yeah. right there. Wait as long as possible. Yep. Yep. So yep. Uh, some of these players uh, that we're hearing from are conducting their own spring training. They have uh, they have already arrived in the Mesa, Arizona township what do we call it a city i don't know i think it's a city <laughs> yeah i think so and uh they're at bell bank park in mesa 
They probably don't want us telling you this, actually. But they're at Building <laughs> Park in Mesa, which, according to their website, is a am 320-acre world-class family sports and entertainment park located in Mesa, Arizona. Um, i.e. a rec facility. It's a rec facility! <laughs> no, it's a, it's a high-end one. It's, it's probably oh, it's, for profit. It's uh, very nice. It's nice. But, yeah, yes, it's really there are, nice. we've seen reports of players um, kind of just working out wherever they can, however they can, whenever they can, with whomever they can. And I well, think, think about the right it. answer. They did the same thing before the COVID season started in 2020. I mean, Trevor Bauer was making content where he and his buddies, they were like, he built a mound, a portable mound, and they would take it to parks and they would do live at bats and they'd record them. They would do it at baseball fields at parks that ended up eventually closing here in Phoenix. And they went out, I think it was Camelback Ranch or uh, not Camelback Ranch. They went by uh, Camelback Mountain by the trails there they're doing it live at bats out in the desert you know so i'm sure that we're going to see more of that stuff with these guys right now because nothing's locked down only them so they can go exactly. all over the place and do stuff and just like any employer when it's time to start work they're going to ask you to start work and they're not going to yes. worry about too much about your preparation they're going to worry a little bit but what we've seen from the cba negotiations is that they don't care about your kids <laughs> they don't you're right they don't care about their kids not one bit they don't you They're are absolutely say, Get right about the work right now and i don't, they don't care. care about they don't care about your kids they don't care about their kids let's be honest <laughs> yeah like. yeah you're probably right <laughs> especially that spokesman what's his name rob uh man clown is that what they're man calling clown. that's what man clown thank you yes uh yes. in case you didn't notice baseball family we are now officially referring to him as mlb spokesman we have demoted him. <laughs> he has uh, also, speaking of man clown, he has been uh, issued a lifetime ban from a minor league facility. The What is it? The Grizzly Growlers or something like that? Yeah. This is not on our lineup. No. they So they, they issued a, a lifetime ban, and it was after Fresno, I think, issued a, a ban for the season. He's a, a ban until the MLB season started. Yeah. And the Growlers are like, we'll take you one step further lifetime ban and i fully support fully endorse that fully me endorse too that and it and if you read all the way to the end of their of their presser their their press announcement um it says for crimes against baseball <laughs> <laughs> and i was like yep <laughs> that is exactly what it was so we stand with you growlers we we are right there we uh they're the kalamazoo growlers Kalamazoo, that's where it is. The gra- I knew it was the Growlers, but yeah, Kalamazoo. We're right there with you. We yep. support you. Um, Brad, uh, let's talk for a minute about uh, Freddie Freeman. The Tampa Bay Rays made an offer to him. Was that pre-lockdown, lockout rather, or was that? You know, everything mid? that comes out, it's like, oh, of course, this was pre-lockout. This, just so everybody knows, this was pre-lockout. <laughs> yeah. So whether it really was, I don't know. But... Uh, Apparently, they're saying it was, um, you know, and Denise brought up a good point in our chat today when because I, I shared this with the group, thought it was interesting. She said, I could make an offer to Freddie Freeman. It doesn't have to be a good one. You could say, we'll give you $1 to come play for our team. Yeah. That is an offer. He can decline it. And then it gets out there. Whoa, the Rays. The Rays. The, the agent can say, the Rays are making a run at Freddie Freeman. <laughs> That's right. So That's exactly right. The Rays, who don't pay anybody, I highly doubt, gave Freddie Freeman a competitive offer. No way. 
Neither did Atlanta, hey. though. Oh, okay. Hey, there you go. Yeah, he's not going to be brave. <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah, it's going to take a lot at this point. Uh, Brad, mm-hmm. where else are you watching baseball right now and or preparing to? Well, preparing to watch uh, watch the KBO. Right? Honestly. Are we, are we going to get more KBO baseball this year? Or are we going to have to uh, like pirate it off the internet somewhere? I don't know, but I got it. I got my Yagyu hat on today. You do have your Yagyu hat on. I love it. It's fantastic. I get compliments on this hat every time I wear it. They're like, what's that? Nice. I'm like, all right, <laughs> let me tell you. Be, weird. Did we just become best friends? <laughs> but I'll tell you this, though, Brick. I'm certainly going to be following the Dinos this year. Like, absolutely 100%. Yes. Whether I'm watching or not, I will be following the NZ Dinos this season because they're my other team. So I'll be, I'll be right there. I got a taste of winning, and he liked it. It felt real good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the KBO uh, baseball family starts April 2nd. It's uh, the same week that the minor league games are going to start here in America. So we're excited about that. I guess they play minor mm-hmm. league baseball in Canada as well. Pretty cool stuff. Yes. Yeah, you're but, right. Um, college baseball is up and running. I mean, like, they might trip it's every going. once in a while. In their runs, but they're running. <laughs> you know, I you know what really, really though, Brig. I watched some college baseball this weekend, and yeah. I was reminded as to why I do not. Um, right, it they really struggle to get out sometimes. Like, and I feel like those managers will leave those pitchers in for too long, especially in these early season games where they're not they're not conference games. They don't really matter towards their their conference tournament, you know. So it's mm-hmm. like this kid's struggling to find the strike zone, and you'll go ball 16, and then finally he'll go talk to him like, okay, here comes – nope, nope, they're going to stick with him. He yeah. just walked everybody around the bases, and they're going to stick with him. So here we go, and then he goes and he walks two, three more guys. The game's out of hand, and then the manager pulls him. And it's like, okay, first off, this is why you're coaching college, right? And second, this is why people don't watch you very often. It it, it is hard. It's hard. It's a tough. It is watch. hard. And I think unless you're watching a D one, and I know I'm going to get some flack for this, but unless you're watching a D one ultra competitive club that really oh. wants to win above all else, here's the thing: still going to get what this weekend. I I mean, I watched Ole Miss. Did you? I did. I watched first off, I watched them lose to either a low level D one team or a high level D two team. I cannot remember. Um, I know that they were not on the same plane. I watched them lose that game in thirteen innings. Okay. And wow. Ole Miss is like the best. They're like top tier college they're, baseball. They're right. Really? Yeah. They're and really I was following an LSU game uh the weekend before and they got they got a handed to them. They lost like thirteen to one. Oh. by a, another low-level D1 team. So it's like, yeah, you know, it's kind of like the any given Saturday thing with college football, whatever, any given Sunday thing with football. But at the same time, like, these are teams that shouldn't be losing to these kids, and they are, and it's yeah. really painful because it's like they they lose themselves. They don't lose the other team, and it's really – it's hard to watch, honestly. All I know is that uh, your Clemson Tigers – I only say that because I'm up the street. <laughs> Are eleven and zero? Well, then 
Ole Miss was nine and zero when I watched that game. Stop. The Tigers. It. Are, I'm gonna. I'm gonna call to it right now, Brig. Brig, I'm calling it right now. The Tigers are gonna lose this weekend. Wow. I may or may not put some money on that game. You on one on one of those games in that series. Just kind of. I know it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. I know it. You're playing Michigan State. Yeah, they're gonna lose. They're gonna lose one of those at games. A neutral site. State. Actually, they're I'm playing not. here at the drive facility. That's what they mean by neutral. What you want to bet? Probably, yeah, that'd be a neutral site. Mm-hmm. You should go. I could go. You should go, Brig. Oh, there I you go. go. Go catch some baseball. Brad, I should go. Yeah, greenvilledrive.com. There it is right there. Do it. Go do it. But before we go take a break, baseball family, we want to remind you about the newest and easiest way for you to support the podcast. You can join us on Patreon. We're calling our patrons our rooters because you're rooting for us to succeed, and we root together for the home team. Right, Brig? That's right. Right. Um, <laughs> tiers, we have three tiers available for you that offer each offer different things, hats, uh, T-shirts, and behind-the-scenes access to the podcast and more. Starting at five dollars, that is one. That is that is the cost of one of Briggs Bougie cups of coffee a month. Yep. And uh, baseball family, with that, we will take a break and we'll come back with our under twenty-five pitchers we love. No matter which ballpark you're at, you want to rep your team. Now you can with Nine Plus Us. Welcome to the Big City Series. With every design available in your team's colors, you can fit in with the home crowd or stand out on the road. Either way, we have the colors you crave. Shop the Big City Series and find designs that rep your favorite baseball podcast, cheer from the cheap seats, and much more. Shop the Big City Series only at 9plusus.com. Welcome back, baseball family. Uh, we are going to get into our next part here where we're going to talk about uh, more players we love, right? 25 under players we love. Say it, uh, we've done infielders we've done outfielders i tried to do outfielders again today when i was texting brig uh but he kept me in line he let me know we've already done outfielders you big dummy so we're gonna go and we're gonna do pitchers now because that's all we have left i don't know maybe we'll do bullpen catchers next week or something i don't know but (laughs) trainers possibly i'm not sure trainers we love umpires yes there we go deep cuts with umpires So this week we're going to talk about pitchers we love. Brig, go ahead and get us started with your first under-25 pitcher who you love. And what have a friendly long-term relationship with. Thank you. Why why is it so hard for you to say that? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) You're so so funny about that. (laughs) Okay. All right. This guy. This guy. This guy. This this guy uh, is super young. He's obviously he turns twenty five this next season. Okay, baseball family, I have to get something off my chest. It's got to come off my chest. Pitchers are old. Okay, pitchers are Maybe. old, and it, it's hard. It was hard. Like yes, and and I I was honestly surprised because I feel like there are times where you hear about this kid. He's he's a phenom. He's a phenom. He's coming up, right, in the minor leagues. But then he stays down. He stays down. He stays down. And then finally, at like 23, 24, they bring him up, which really surprises me because every team is operating under the assumption that there are only so many bullets in the gun. 
Yet so why wait? They're why? using. Yeah. What's up? Yeah. Yes. But yeah, they're using them all in the minor leagues. Yeah. And they wonder why these guys need Tommy John when they get to the big leagues. Come on. Come on now. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Now we've got that yes. out of the way. Okay. Um, my first guy already has a positive war. He's only pitched one season. Uh, it was a it, 16 games is what it was. He has a positive war, 1.5 overall. Um 3.43 ERA. Um, he's a lefty, actually, and he pitches in Tampa. His name is Shane McClanahan. Oh, yeah, dude. He's good. He's really good. How did I miss him? How did I miss oh, him? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, he's really good. He's uh, – let me see. Pull up a couple things about him here. Rookie of the year, number seven that year. Um where, where did those stats go, Brad? What did you do with the stats? There we go. I took them and he, I hit them. <laughs> he was drafted by the New York Mets originally 26th round, which is super interesting. That was in the 2015 MLB Junior Amateur Draft. He's from Cape Coral, Florida, and uh, now he plays for the Tampa Bay Rays because he was picked first round his second time in the draft in the 2018 uh, Amateur Draft. Excuse me. And he was 31st overall. University of South Florida out of Tampa. So yeah, that's all I can tell you about him. I specifically remember him remember him pitching against the Mariners this last year. Um, and it's funny because so the Mariners swept the Rays in the regular season. They played like nine, eight or nine games, I think, against each other. The Mariners swept them. But I specifically remember watching McClanahan pitch and be like, dude, this guy is good. He's like yeah. really, really good. He's really good. Yep, yeah. I totally agree. I like him, and he's my number one, or he's my the first guy on my list, rather. Not my number one guy, but first okay. guy on my list. What about you? Who's your first guy? Very good. Uh, my first guy, I'm going to go with somebody who actually ended up missing the entire 2021 season. Um, but he's been around for some time, and he's had a, he's really had a chance to prove himself. He's got a career ERA of 2.86, a career war already of 5.8, made his debut in the 2018 season at age 20. Uh, this is Braves pitcher Mike Soroka. Ooh, I almost now, picked him. Now, yes, he does have a twice-torn Achilles tendon. That's right? why I didn't pick like he him. Tore it. <laughs> Torn a game, tore it again during rehab, but I'm not going to hold that against him because he is. Ta- I feel like he's talented enough, and a and also young enough, right? That he's going to heal. I'm confident that he's going to heal because he's young enough. But also, I feel like he's talented enough that he'll be able to make any necessary changes that he needs to to still be a dominant pitcher. And also, the other thing too is that the longer this lockout goes, the longer he has to build up the strength in that right foot that right leg, right? That he's not going to be yeah. going out there two, three months off rehab and be like, oh man, like that Achilles, I don't know if it's going to hold up. Yeah. You know, that he'll, he'll be more confident in that Achilles. Cause that's, it's his push off. It's his right foot. He's right-handed. So it's his push off yeah. foot. So, so he's going to have more of a chance to be confident in the strength of that leg. But I'm, I'm still all in on Soroka. I liked him before he got hurt, and I am 100% in on this dude because he's a stud. No, I agree with you, and I think that if it was his the foot he landed on, I would have way more issue. I think you're – yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. So it's the only reason I would have zero 
inclination to be confident, but it's not the case. And that's pretty cool. So right. good choice. Yeah. He was on my honorable mention list. Way to go. Very good. Excellent. All right. I'm going to go All with a right, guy good. for my next one who uh, has played three seasons in the big leagues. Um, he's a pitcher, actually. <laughs> <laughs> sure enough. He's, sure he enough. Fits the criteria. <laughs> selected, selected in the fourth round 2014 MLB amateur draft. Uh, by the team he plays for, which you don't often see. And uh, even, you know, well, you do when they're this young. Sorry. But um, he will be 25 in 2022. His career war right now is uh, 3.5. He had a 3.9 war in 2021. His ERA in 2021. See, okay, ready? ERA is my favorite. Um, He, in 2019, had a 5.22 ERA. Then he went to a 5.47 ERA in uh, the next year, 2020. And then last season, it dropped to 3.03. Hmm. And he played significantly more games. So there were uh, two wins, three losses for a total of five appearances in 2019, seven appearances in 2020. 14 appearances in 2021 and his ERA went from five and a half to 3.03. Are those appearances or are those decisions? Correct. Thank you. Those are decisions. Okay. Not appearances. Okay. Yeah. Those are, those are, so there were eight games total in 2019, 13 in 2020, 27 in 2021. Okay. Uh Still illustrates the same point, just the wrong category. (laughs) the wrong wrong column thanks baseball (laughs) reference and brad um i'm talking about logan webb he's a right-handed pitcher plays for the giants so is he is he gonna be 25 this season yeah he'll be 25 okay season okay because i was looking at him and i think i did my math wrong on when he's gonna be 25 but no yeah because he's 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 solid too he's a great pitcher yeah he's gonna be and he's gonna be good for a long time Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. Yeah, and like I said, because I was looking at him and I was like, "Oh shoot, he's like already twenty five, but he is twenty five, and this is a twenty five year old season." So correct, solid yeah. pick, Brig. I Thanks, I absolutely one hundred agree with you. Yeah, but I think that's killer. That five and a half ERA all the way to three hundred three in one season, uh, one turnaround, and he had mm-hmm. a thirteen game appearances, and then to twenty seven, and it went yeah. down like that. To yeah. me, that was astounding. Yeah, he just needed to get into a rhythm because eight games is not enough to get into a groove in a big league clubhouse. Neither 13 games is not enough time to get into a rhythm as a big league pitcher. Nope. 27, I think we're seeing who he really is there. I think so. So that's a solid pick. I like Thanks, that. Man. Okay. Um let's uh I'll I'll do I'll do uh, I'll do one more right here. And then you <clears> yeah, I have more. three more. Break. Okay. Um, this this guy is going to be a problem for batters, especially in the American League West, for a very long time. Um, we he was a, a major problem this year for batters, uh, and like I said, it's it's going to continue that way. He had a three point four eight ERA this year in thirty appearances, eleven and eight record. Pitched 155 innings. One of my favorite stats is strikeout to walk ratio was 3.34. That is 
a little over three and a quarter strikeouts for every single walk. Uh, that's the kind of guy I want in my rotation. He also finished second in rookie of the year voting. Uh, this is Luis Garcia with the Houston oh. <clears throat> super solid pick, bro. Dude, he's scary. He is frightening. Uh, for a fan of a of another American League West team, like I do not like this guy. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt. All. <laughs> that anytime you see that he's in the rotation coming up in the series, you're like, well, just chalk that up to a big fat L. Yeah, nothing's happening there. So, and and I don't feel like that. Uh, like this year, his record, and I really don't hold much water with pitchers' records. He had an eleven and eight record. That yeah. certainly no, is not I'm... on him, which is weird that <clears throat> the Astros would have lost that many games with him pitching. But I think there may have been some growing pains a little bit there this year. But he certainly came into his groove and was the guy towards the end of the season. And we saw him in 30 games. Yes. 30 games with a three and a half ERA. It's pretty dang good. It is pretty dang good. So, very yeah, he's going to be a problem for a long time. Not looking forward to it. Man, we haven't overlapped once yet. Not yet. I think we're going to eventually. Ah. Probably. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Who you got next? Hey, let me pull him up. We got a guy. Guy who's a pitcher. <laughs> He'll actually be his 24-year season, 2022. It'll be his age 24 season. Um, In 2020, he appeared in six games, and that's for obvious reasons. In uh, 2021, there were 24 appearances, 24 games. He had in that season an ERA of three and a half, three point five eight specifically. His career ERA is down to three point two five, which is awesome. Positive career war three point nine. Nobody cares about win loss record. And uh, rookie of the year voting number seven. And last year he was also in the rookie year voting. Came in number five. He pitches in Atlanta. It's Ian Anderson. That's another good one. Thank you. I mean, there, there's a reason that the Braves. Uh, so I, so there's a reason the Braves have a strong, a strong rotation. These these guys are a major, are like a huge part of it. Um, I was gonna pick Ian Anderson, but I didn't want to pick two Braves. That's why I didn't go with Soroka. Is that our overlap? No. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> it, it might be. be as close as we get. It, it might, might be, be the way it's great. going. Yep. Yeah. I like Ian Anderson. I think he's going to be really spectacular for a long time. I don't know that he'll be in Atlanta for the rest of his career. I think that would be really hard to pull off, um, mm-hmm. but he's going to be great. And I can see him playing at four or five clubs, actually, just partly because that's what pitchers do, but also partly because, I think a lot of people are going to have different situations come the new CBA. So I agree. A lot of these guys, he's, but they have him. He's not a free agent until the 20, until 2027. So he's got a while still. Yeah, he does that. They, they can enjoy him on that staff for a good long while still. Uh, That'll be good for them. Um, I would honestly, And and this is the other thing. This is, this is the reason I picked Soroka over him is because you get a bigger sample size with him at 24 games compared to six during the COVID season. Sure. That his ERA is almost double 
with 24 games. Like I, like I said, I understand yeah. the larger sample size, but sometimes you get to see a little bit more of who a guy is with a larger sample sample size. One of the things the Mariners saw with Yusei Kikuchi this last year was that he was mm-hmm. outstanding in the first half of the season. He was an all-star because yeah. they had a six-man rotation. But once they went back down to that five-man rotation, he ended up getting pulled from his last start because they didn't trust him. Yeah. The, I'd be curious, like I would want to look a little mm. bit deeper at Ian Anderson's splits to see how he did later in the season to see if he's one of those guys who kind of ran out of gas or if he finished really strong. Well, so his uh, 2021 um, playoff numbers are 3.86 and 2.57 is 2020 playoff numbers. So, yeah, I don't so. know. He's been in two NLCSs with a 3.21 ERA between the both of them. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I, like I said, just more more like August, September is what I would want to yeah. see specifically. Yeah. but I agree anyway. with you. I think that's that's exactly right. So um, let's go ahead and take a quick break when we get back. I have three guys to talk about. Briggs still has two. We'll get into those in just a minute. The Nonther Sports Podcast is the home of sports talk for everyone. Every other week, you can catch David and Jason as they talk about all things sports. From current events to classic moments and everything in between, you can find the Nonlinear Sports Podcast on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, and more. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Welcome back, baseball family. Brad doesn't think we're going to overlap today, and I just thought I should let you know uh, <laughs> that, that would be a first in the history of this thing we've been doing. And, yeah, it would and be. I'm very eager to find out uh, if he's right or wrong. So, Brad, why don't you go ahead and tell us the next player that you've got on your list of pitchers under 25. Okay, this is a this guy. Um, he, this is going to be his year 24, or uh, sorry, age 23 season. Okay. He did age miss three age 23. He did miss all of 2021 with a shoulder injury, which little bit of a red flag. I understand that. Right. But he made his debut really young at uh, age 22 back in the COVID season. Um, he plays for the Marlins. This is Sixto Sanchez. Yeah. Uh, if you've watched him pitch, like first off during the COVID season, three, four, six ERA in seven games, I give these I give guys who pitch for teams like the Marlins a little bit of a pass with some of their stats, just because like I understand the errors errors are not going to contribute to your earned run average because they're not earned runs, right? Anyway, correct. Uh, I give guys like the pitch for those teams a little bit of a pass. He finished seventh in rookie of the year voting. His uh, strikeout to walk ratio is a flat was a flat three three point zero zero in uh, in twenty twenty and I, I'll take that absolutely one hundred percent the one point zero two five whip whip I like it but he's also he's one of those guys that's just like electric to watch pitch that I'm there are certain guys you can see and you can feel their energy through the TV they're like yeah it feels different in the ballpark when they're pitching and Sixto Sanchez to me is one of those guys. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. You know what I'm talking about, Brig? Like the buzz when somebody else is pitching? Uh-huh. No, I, I know what you're saying. I, I don't know that I agree with you with Sixto. 
That's that's how I feel with when I've watched him when I watched him pitch in 2020 is that he seemed like a guy who there was some, a little bit something different going on when he was on the mound. I don't okay. know if he's going to be able to maintain it though because a shoulder surgery is a big deal. Yeah, that is it really that is. It's me. not it's not just Tommy John, right? And yeah. do we know what kind of shoulder surgery it was? Because that'll play a huge part. Uh, it it didn't. The articles I read didn't say specifically. Like it didn't say specifically like a rotator cuff or anything. It just yeah. said a shoulder surgery, from what I saw. So yeah, um, he worries me. I I went through him a little bit to figure out whether mm-hmm. I could justify picking him, and I can't. Um, mm-hmm. I do like how young he is. I think that's nice. You know, here we are talking about mm-hmm. a couple of years difference, but still, like I don't I don't have enough out of him personally. Yeah, well, and he was a guy Derek Jeter liked a lot. For me, that's like kind of a big deal. Yeah, it's not <laughs> a small deal. That, that Derek Jeter stepped away because of a philosophical difference with the team, and Sixto Sanchez yeah. was a guy that he backed. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying no, there's a, it's 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 a lot of upside is what I'd be banking off with him is a lot of upside and energy, obviously. But uh, sure, but yeah. So that's that's okay. my next pick, Sixto Sanchez. All right. All right, who you got, Brig? All right, for my next one, guy was selected uh, actually by the LA Dodgers in the third round, twenty sixteen amateur draft. He's going to be twenty four in twenty twenty two. It's his age twenty four season. Right handed pitcher. He's from Texas. And uh, we've got a career war of 1.8 from him. His career ERA is 2.93. His 2021 ERA was 2.74. And that was only five games in 2021. That's my only concern with him. We got 23 innings of work out of him in 2021. But I still really like what I'm seeing out of Dustin May. Oh, yeah. I love Dustin May. Yeah, I like Dustin May a lot. Mm-hmm. Out of the three years he's uh, been in the bigs, his 2021 whip was 0.957. We've got a three-year average of 1.065 and uh, 8.8 strikeout over nine. And that's so, awesome. I'd say, Brig, I didn't think you were going to pick Dustin May. Rookie of the year, number that's five. Our, that's that's our overlap. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I am a huge Dustin May fan, partially because he looks a lot like my brother-in-law at that age, which is really funny to me. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but no, I I love like Dustin May for me was appointment viewing in 2020. Yep. Like if, if he was pitching, I was turning on a Dodgers game. Yeah. yeah um. He he family. did have to have Tommy John last year. So yeah. that's going to be something. I, I think it's going to cut into his velocity a little bit because he's a, he's a a one hundred plus guy. Yeah, or was, but was. But no, he like, we have postseason appearances from him as well. We know what he looks mm-hmm. like under pressure. So mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, unless Tommy John really throws him for a loop, he was in the playoffs in 2019, 2020, and uh, obviously missed the 2021 campaign. But, um. I mean, the guy knows what he's doing. He's so young and he gasses people. I just am excited to see what he can do. And I'm really, I'm just not as worried about um, 
Tommy John like I like I am specifically shoulder surgery, but yeah. yeah. It's just different. But anyway, yeah, Dustin May. Love that guy. Yeah, me too. Solid pick. I love it so much. Um, I was actually I was super bummed when he had to have Tommy John surgery, but I was like, you know, it's better to have it at 23 than it is to have it at 33. So he's got that yeah. going for him. That's so, right. Um, but man, he is a violent pitcher, though. I'm not surprised he had to have it. Like, totally. He puts every little bit of his body into every single pitch, and it's it's exciting to watch. And he's he's going to be yeah. somebody who's fun to watch for a long time. So that he's was our overlap. That was our. Yeah, he's a great example of what you were talking about, that kind of like on the field energy and presence that you were talking mm-hmm. about with Sixto. Like you can see it with Dustin May, too. I Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, you can. Yep. Um, I think it helps that he's six six. He's like a freaking beanpole. He's so tall, <laughs> and he's only one hundred and eighty pounds at six six. <laughs> I don't know where he gets it, but it's there. Dude, he his and that might be the other reason he had to have Tommy John. Is like his, he probably throws it kind of like Randy Johnson, kind of like the whip motion. Yeah, it might be what did it, but yeah, I don't know. I I'm looking forward to him getting back though because he's a he's a fun pitcher to watch. I like him a lot. All right, who's next on your list? Okay, this is my last one since we overlapped. Oh, man. Are we going to overlap again? Uh, I don't think so. I doubt it. Okay. Honestly, do you have you have one more, right? I have one more, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so this is somebody who made their Major League debut last year in 2021. He made his debut at age 24 and Oh, uh, sorry. That's his current age. is three, uh, 24 and 306 days. He made his debut at age 24 and eight days. Um, mm. So this will be his age 25 season this year. Um, he had a 4.68 ERA, but a lot of that came in those first few starts when he was starting to kind of get his groove and feel where he belonged in the big leagues. Um, if you look at his splits with win losses with this team, um, his team went on like a 12 game winning streak when he pitched. Like he didn't get all those all those decisions, but when he was pitching, they were winning. And this is Logan Gilbert with the Mariners. Yeah, I didn't it's not an overlap, but that's awesome. <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> yeah. So another <laughs> six six guy, a really, really tall, but he's he's got an outstanding fastball. He's got an amazing slider. I I love watching this guy pitch too. Um, like I said, he he Took a little bit of time to settle in. Uh, he gave up 8.4 hits per nine, 1.3 home runs per nine, but a 4.57 strikeout to walk ratio. Ooh. Yeah. Those are my knuckles popping for everyone listening because that is outstanding. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> but, but no, 2.1 walks per nine. Um, once Gilbert settled in after those first few starts that you knew he was going to come out, he was going to get, he was going to let the Mariners take a lead, even if it was two, two, three runs, whatever. And it was going to be outstanding. This kid is going to anchor this staff. I mean, they got raw. You got Robbie Ray, right? Is the ACE, but Logan Gilbert is going to be the two, um, potentially the three when George Kirby comes up, but I wouldn't be surprised if he stuck around the two, just because he's got the time under his belt and he is that good. That he's he's going to be one of the guys who the Mariners ride to potentially winning the division, going to the playoffs, and winning a World Series in twenty twenty three. Yeah, so. solid. Thanks, big Logan. This is happening in twenty twenty three. 
What? It's, it's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's happening in 2023. No, I was just saying, yeah. in case you didn't notice, I'm a big Logan Gilbert fan. So I can tell. I think it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right. Who's your last one here, Brig? Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, we do. We do. Uh, this guy's from Coyacan, Mexico. This will be his age 25 season. Um, he actually made his debut in uh, 2016. And he was 19 years old. We made his debut. He pitched 18 games that season, which I think is awesome. And his ERA over those 18 games was 3.39. At 19 years old, Brad. Yeah. Yeah, He's this is another great pitcher for the Dodgers. It is. And he was yeah. in Cy Young uh, running last year. He came in seventh, but he's in the Cy Young last year. Um, mm-hmm. He last year. So first of all, let me say this is Julio uh, Arias. For those of you that haven't figured it, figured it out yet, and he he missed almost all of all but five games, 2017, all but three games in 2018. He had shoulder surgery, and so why we were talking about shoulder surgery earlier, and I wanted to kind of feel it out. Then he came back in 2019 after shoulder surgery and posted a 2.49 ERA over 37 games. Then in 2020 he had 11 games, 3.27. ERA again, that's that rotation issue we were talking about, kind of settling in. 2021, he comes in 32 games, 2.96 ERA. Come on, that puts his six year ERA, career ERA at 3.09. The dude started when he was 19 years old. This guy is insanity. I love watching him pitch, it's terrifying. (laughs) <laughs> and exciting all at the same time. Um, he's a lefty at that, which makes it even better. Um, mm-hmm. So this dude is literally a golden goose. He is, and you know what's so? I wonder if this is they're going to do this, this do this with Sixto Sanchez. <clears throat> if they're going to do the same thing that that the Dodgers did with Urias, is that he came out of the bullpen for much of 2019, his first year back. Yep. That he had, he appeared in 37 games, but only started eight of those. Right. So I wonder if Whereas in 2021, he started 32 of his 32 appearances. Exactly. He started 11 of his, uh, or sorry, started 10 of his 11 appearances in 2020. So yep. that could be the way to do it. And I think that that's part of the reason that he was able to have so much success in 2020. And especially in 2021 is that he was kind of eased back into things. Uh, yeah. Before he was really ramped up into that starter role, and yeah, he's a problem. He's a problem for the NL West, big time. And I, I just wonder if Miami is managed well enough to do that. You know, to 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 because with Dave Anderson, you know, he really takes care of his players. He really is involved in the game. Uh, and I, it's stupid to say that about a manager, but I mean, you he just is so keyed in and he's, he knows baseball so, so well. And I'm not saying that Donnie baseball doesn't, that would be crime against baseball, but I just wonder <laughs> if the organization as a whole is looking to take as good a care of their pay- players in Miami as they are in LA. That's right. all. Yeah. Right. Dave, Dave Roberts, by the way, I'm sorry, Dave about. Roberts. Um, no, yeah. Whatever. No, Dave Roberts. I agree with you though, that Donnie baseball knows baseball, right? There's a reason they call him Donnie baseball, but yeah. at the same time, 
there was a re- there is a reason there are reasons I guess why he was let go in L.A. Yeah. You know, he wasn't able to get over the hump as a manager. And, you know, Roberts has had his struggles as well. Part of that was because yes. they ran into a team that was stealing their signs illegally. You Show know, did. Twice. But at the same time, uh, if it's up to Don Mattingly, he's going to take care of Sixto Sanchez. If it's not, they're going to have problems because the Dodgers did it right. The Dodgers do a lot of things right, which is why they win so many games. Well, right. and now that Derek Jeter has stepped away in Miami because of philosophical differences, you got to worry at least a little bit about stuff like player management, player development. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right, Brig. And Brig, when you're right, you're right. That's all you can Thanks. do, right? Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I have with our overlap. That We've gone through my last player in Logan Gilbert. But baseball family, let us know, let us know who you think are the best pitchers under the age of 25 uh, going into their 25 year their age 25 year season that did not make any sense <laughs> age 25 season that's what i'm trying to say it. it's getting late drop us an email in the, in the mailbag there's a link down in our link tree in the bottom of the description there you can also support us in patreon there with our link and link tree as well don't forget to jump on the shop at nineplusus.com. That's N-I-N-E-P-L-U-S-U-S.com. Nineplusus.com, where you can get all the swag we be wearing. I got my 42 shirt on today. This is probably one of our uh, most sought-after shirts. Um, people love this one, man. They, it's not just the most popular. It's like the one people wear the most, I guess. Because people call me all the time, <laughs> text me. They're like, dude, this is the best shirt ever. I'm like, Thanks, man. So that's really cool. Brad's got his United We Fan hat on. I'm wearing my Yagyu hat. Um, we Brad's also wearing his uh, Dia del Mago Copa hat that we got there. And uh, yep. it's on the undersides uh, mm-hmm. of his rally yep. caps. And uh, yeah, anyway, jump on there. We're making a few changes. And you can keep up with those or make sure that you don't because it's seamless. And that's what it should be. <laughs> <laughs> exactly and don't forget to stop at baseballtogether.com you can you can read about the pot you can read about baseball you can watch podcasts listen to the podcast everything like i said drop us an email in the mailbag there's a link in the in the navigation there for you and baseball family don't forget to like subscribe rate and review let us know how we're doing some things that you might want to hear from us that we have not done so far is there somebody you'd like to see on the podcast with us let us know what you think let us know who and we'll do the best we can to get them. But baseball family, thank you again for joining us and we will catch you next week. Mm-hmm.